Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you stand with me this morning? Amen. We want to reach out to the Lord, give him the praise and the glory that's due his name. Lord, we've come here to praise you today, O God. We've come here to magnify and to worship you. You're worthy to be praised, O God. You're worthy to be uplifted. Oh, Lord, I've come here to give you glory and honor. I've come here to praise you, God. You're worthy, O God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Blessed be your holy name, my Savior, my King, my Redeemer. Amen. Worship the Lord with us as we sing today. for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you are there, oh God. We want to be that sanctuary. We want to be that vessel to give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your holy name, oh God. Thank you, Jesus.
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just praise him this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. You're altogether lovely, God. You're altogether wonderful, oh God. We give you the praise and the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. We invite you to march with us this morning. We're going to give unto the Lord. We want to greet everybody that's here today. Amen. So glad that you are here. You've joined us for our Sunday morning praise and worship. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to say a prayer of blessings over our tithes and our offerings. Amen. And our finances. Dear God, we ask you to reach down. Bless every gift and bless every giver, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for the kingdom, O oh God. We know, Lord, that you are the provider and you're the way maker. You've blessed us, O oh God, that we may be a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's march as we sing. Bibles with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 8. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 8. He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. I want to preach to you over the next few moments on a subject I've entitled, From Rags to Riches. From Rags to Riches. Let's join together and ask God to anoint our ears to hear the word and our hearts to receive it. Dear God, Lord, we ask you to reach down and touch us this morning, O oh God. Lord, we want the Word of God, Lord, to come unto us, God. Allow us to receive your Word today. Oh, God, we are so thankful for your mercy and your goodness. Allow our heart to be fertile ground, that the Word of God will grow therein, abounding. In the beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. In America history, there was a man, I believe, by the name of Horatio Alger, that wrote a series of books that he entitled From Rags to Riches. He told the story of common, plain, ordinary people that started out with nothing in life and through blessings and good fortune and hard work and taking advantage of the opportunity 
They were able to amass great fortunes upon this earth. And today, being in the United States of America, we are so grateful and so thankful that we live in a country where mankind can still pursue his dreams and still work hard and see the fruit of his labor. But many times we mistake material possessions and prosperity as something that equals success or something that will bring happiness or something that will be the answer to all of our problems. Jesus had another take upon mankind and what he had and who he was that showed the difference between those that had true riches and those that were clothed in rags. In Luke 18, Jesus told the story of two men that went up to the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee and the other a publican. You see, one of these men, the Pharisees, was a part of a religious system. He had joined the church. He was a part of being a good old boy. He was one that had been raised amongst those that were of a certain class and they lived a certain way. And he beheld him as being someone that was good. But the other one was a publican. He was somebody that knew and had been raised in an environment that God was not part of it. And he realized that there was sin in his life. Verse number 11 says, The Pharisee stood up and prayed thus with himself. I find it interesting that he says he prayed with himself. He wasn't one that was praying to God. He was one that was trying to proclaim and make himself feel good. The things that in his life had become so focused that he was only concerned about me, myself, and I. And in life there are times that we wake up and we realize that there is a world around us. We're not an island to ourselves, And the things that are around us do have a great bearing upon the direction that we are going to take. But he said, God, this Pharisee in verse 11 said, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in a week and I give tithes of all that I possess. We see a man here that knew what to do in most areas of his life and he was trying to live a life and I am thankful for all of those that do good in our society today for whatever the reason the motivation is. Today I applaud the fact that there are people that are going to a church even though they are not living what the Bible is teaching. I'm thankful for any step that someone has made with God. And I'm not here this morning to tell you or to condemn you for what you have done. All that you do in your walk with God, I am thankful that you're drawing closer to Him. But today, you could still be in spiritual rags and thinking that you have the riches of the kingdom because the world that we're living in is filled with false prophets on every hand. We're living in a world that has perverted the gospel. They've provided a truth. And Paul even challenged them and warned them, even if an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel, let him be a curse. I want to tell you the gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel that changes an individual. It's a gospel that delivers an individual. And it is a gospel that gets into your life and puts within it righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a changing gospel. And the publican realized where he was. He realized that he was in spiritual rags. And he wanted to find the riches of the kingdom. And verse 13, standing afar off, he would not even as much lift up his eyes unto heaven, but he smote upon his breath, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus looked at him, and I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that is exalted in himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exhausted. As you come unto God and you realize that, hey, within myself, I don't have the talent, I don't have the ability, I don't have the means, uh, amen, to make myself justified before God. I am someone that is robed in flesh. I have come with an old nature, and I need God to deliver me and to set me free. If we will come to the God with an humble attitude, if we will fall down at an altar and seek His face, we can find the true riches of a kingdom. As long as we're content, as long as we have decided that we've got it all figured out and we can make it, uh, we're not going to have the riches of the kingdom of God. But if we will say, God, I want you to change me. God, I want you to help me. Lord, I want you to be my Savior, my King. When we come to God with a made-up mind that we're going to change, when we come to God with a made-up mind that we're going to live for Him, He will give us the power to overcome. Jesus came not in the world, amen, to condemn the world, but He came to save man from their sins. He don't want you to have to live and battle and be a part of the sin of this world. He wants to raise you above it to give you power and strength. Jesus Christ came into the temple at one time and he broke the protocol and tradition of men. There, because the scrolls were the roll books, when they picked up the scroll, they would begin to read wherever it was at because of the time and the convenience. Jesus took up the scripture from Isaiah and there in that scripture, he began to turn it until he found Isaiah chapter 61. If you're not familiar with that, I invite you to join me in Isaiah 61 and verse number 1. He found this scripture in the Old Testament and he read it to those that were in hearing because truly it was the proclamation of this prophecy being fulfilled because this is what Jesus had came to do. Isaiah 61 and 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Isaiah 61 and 1 tells us that there are going to be times that your heart is going to be broken. You're going to have friends and loved ones that betray you. You're going to suffer loss. You're going to have those that come into your life and they hurt you so very much. But Jesus wants you to know today that He wants to bind that broken heart. He says, I've come to proclaim captive, or rather proclaim liberty to the captives. 
Today, there are those that are being bound by sin. They're bound by addictions. But Jesus said, I am your liberator. I've got a Holy Ghost that will give you power. I've got a Holy Ghost that will set you free. I've come to open those doors. I've come to proclaim unto you, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. I've come to comfort you that mourn. You may be weeping. You may have sadness and heartache. But there is a God that says there's a sun that's going to come up in the morning. There's going to be a day that is going to dawn. I am going to see that your life is put back together. To point unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. We've all dreamed the dreams. We've all had the thoughts. We've all pursued after But so many times, that which was our dream, that which was our future, that which was we had counted on, that's what we had planned for, that's what we wanted. It burns up before us, and all that we got left in our life is a handful of ashes. Sad, bitter remembrances of yesterday. But Jesus says, I want to give unto you something that is so beautiful for those ashes. I want to restore you unto a paradise relationship with God. As Jesus Christ proclaimed unto them, I've got beauty for ashes. He was telling them of what was happening in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve walked and talk with God on a daily basis. He wants to restore unto you a personal relationship with God, a God that will hear your cry, a God that will love you, a God that cares for you. He says, I give unto you the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We live in a world that is full of depression. We live in a world that is popping pills on every corner trying to get through the day. We live in a world that's got a joint on every corner selling a bottle of spirits. Uh, Why? Because our world is full of a spirit of heaviness. Uh, It is a spirit that is possessing this world. Something that is dragging them down because the wages of sin is death. The, The guilt and shame of yesterday is pulling them under. There is no hope for tomorrow. But I want to tell you of a God that's got hope in your life. A God that says, I want to put a step in your life that will give you something to shout about. I want to give you something, amen, to praise God about. I want to give you something to get excited about. My God is a God that loves you to get emotional. He loves to see the joy of the Lord bubbling up within your heart. He loves to work in your life. You see the miracles coming forth here and there. You see God changing things. You see God providing. You see God making a way. And when God moves in your life, it's exciting. Amen. You want to praise Him. You want to magnify Him. You want to exalt Him. Oh, my. Because He wants us to be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. God is working in your life to make you something substantial, to make you something that is a pillar, to make you something that will be here from time, time and time to come. He don't want you to live a yo-yo existence up one day and down the next. Uh, Something that may be blown about by every wind of doctrine. Something that doesn't have any hope, that doesn't have any future. God wants to plant you. God wants to make something great out of you. He wants to give you the true riches of the kingdom. so sad in our world today there are those that don't have God's goodness and God's mercy at hand 
that you can have what God has for you today. Would you stand with me this morning? Are we going to have the attitude of the Pharisee or the attitude of the publican? Are we going to be one that says, God, I need your help. God, I want your love and your mercy in my life. God, you see my failures. You see my problems. You see my disappointments. Amen. These altars are open this morning if you want to come up and reach out to God. Oh, God, I need something more from you. Oh, God, I'm not satisfied with the ordinary. God, I'm not satisfied, hallelujah, with where I'm at, oh, God, but I want to draw nigh to thee. All my ways, oh, God, I want to draw nigh to thee, oh, God. Some way, dear Jesus, some way, dear Jesus, some way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Today, he wants to give you a brand new beginning. He wants to reach down into your heart and your soul and begin to touch you. He's here for you today. Oh, God, have mercy on me. God, you see the battle I'm fighting. If you're fighting a battle, you need to be talking to Jesus this morning. Amen. If you're in a war, Jesus is the one that's got the answer. Oh, he's your help today. You'll reach out to him. He's your help. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm brand new. I'm different now. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. He wants to give you beauty for ashes. And he wants to move in your heart. He wants you to bring bring blessings into your life. He's there for you. He's a God that cares for you. Oh, can you reach out to him? Can you reach out and say, Lord, I love you. Jesus, I need you today. Lord, would you change me? Would you move upon me, God? I need your help. God, you promised to me we have a present help in the time of need. Oh, yes, hallelujah. He's an awesome God today. He's a God that has true riches of the kingdom he wants to give you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, but you just received the gift from God today. Jesus, I need your touch. I need your help, God. I'm brand something more, hallelujah. You don't have to be satisfied with yesterday's mistakes. You don't have to be bound by yesterday's failures. Oh, God, I want to draw closer to you today, oh God. I need your touch, oh God. I need your help, oh Lord. I need your guidance, oh Lord. I need your strength today. Just a moment, let's reach out to him just a little bit more. He's as close as a prayer this morning. Oh, Jesus, I need you, Lord. God, I need a God that is at hand. I don't need a God that's far off. You're a God that is at hand today, oh God. 
Jesus, so Jesus, you say you've searched Jesus, the whole world over. Oh, he is the comforter. He is the way maker. He loves you today. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Now you're running. Oh, now he sees all your troubles. May I share with hallelujah, you? Hallelujah. All you're looking for is oh, not yes. far away. You will find in Jesus every answer. He has the answer you'll take this the time to pray. If you'll just reach you out to me, ask the answer. Tell him about that problem. Tell him about you that don't pain. Have to Tell him about that disappointment. Tell him about Jesus that heartache. Tell him about that trouble. That you softly whisper on your knees. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. Please don't let this moment slip away. Jesus is as close as a prayer. If you'll only take the time to pray. Jesus is here. Oh, so many times you fall in flattered by a smile. Jesus loves you. He loves you. Does it seem your confidence is broken? Oh, he loves you you so can't bring your heart to trust oh, again. He's an awesome God. Can you he hear the gentle voice of Jesus? He wants to be your closest oh, friend. Does it seem your friends have all forsaken? Oh, yes, and you feel abandoned in oh, your shame? Yes. Jesus is as close oh, as a friend. If you softly whisper his name, if he to know you have a friend in Jesus, he will never turn you away. Jesus is as close as a friend. Would you like to take the time to pray? Just reach out to him. Just reach out to him. Hallelujah, he's here today. Oh, 
today. He's here today. He's here today. He's here today. He's a friend. Hallelujah. All you got to do is reach out to him. All you got to do is reach out to him. I need you, oh Lord. Hold me and make me. You say you've searched the whole world over Looking for answers you can't find Every quest has ended in frustration Now you're running out of time May I share with you what I've discovered All you're looking for is not far 